Welcome to the Bourbon and Browns podcast, where the size of the fish doesn't matter, but the amount of bourbon left in your flask does. Join us as we talk life, fishing, and everything in between with your hosts, Justin and Bryce. Hey, what's what's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome back to Bourbon and Browns, uh, episode number seven. So we're coming along nicely. Got uh got Justin here. He's looking looking super grizzly. Uh, I'm like a tiger. For, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll get into that uh, on the interview, but uh, yeah, you are looking very tiger-esque. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we uh, we have an interview coming up with uh, Sean Thomas um, that we recorded last night, and uh, we had a kick-ass time, and um, yeah, we just did a whole bunch of bullshit, and, and it was great. Yeah, it was really fun to uh, to just have Sean on, have kind of a different perspective, uh, you know, for the podcast, and just to catch up, so... I think it was was super beneficial um just to kind of you know bring him on and ask just just talk fishing and just just anything really um super cool cat yes man we uh we also planned a uh uh planned the planning phase of a trip that we are gonna try and get going here so yeah, yeah. that's right yeah if we can if we can plan like that would be that'd be the trip of all trips. Um, you know, him and I luckily have, have been, um, you know, fortunate enough to fish there twice, uh, so far. And those were like for three or four day stints and, uh, it's definitely well worth it. So I'm excited to see if we can get that going. Yeah, I think we'll be able to, man. I really do. Um, if we can make, uh, I think the the key is going to be planning it out well in advance, um, we're gonna have to do a little bit more planning than we normally do with our trips. Um, no more. Uh, oh yeah, bro, I'll meet you up at the uh, you know in the Smokies next weekend. Like sounds good. Like that's not gonna yeah. that's not gonna fly. But uh, you know if we if we do a little bit of planning, I think we'll be able to make it happen. Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit you know more logistically that's uh, that's involved now just because we're. You know, you're on the East Coast. I'm in the I'm dead South, and you know Sean's out West. So, but it's definitely doable for sure. Um, you know, especially if we set aside the time. So, uh, we'll be good to go. So you guys can't see the uh, the video right now, but Justin's got some new digs, and uh, and I'm liking what I'm seeing. It's looking. I, I know it's like deja vu for when when you were saying that about my place, but it, it looks really good, man. So. Um, Congrats on, on moving into your place. Thanks, man. Yeah, I uh, I just bought a new house. Um, I moved in, had the uh, had the army do my final PCS move um, on Wednesday, so all my uh, household goods got here, and um, yeah, I've spent the last pretty much week trying to uh, try to move in and get everything you know uh, not as crazy anymore, and um, it's working. I got like a big big room master bedroom with like wood paneling and brand new wood floors and uh i got my <laughs> i got my cabela cabela's uh comforter out and you know i can 
be the true uh, white bearded tiger that I need to be. So absolutely, and this is great because uh, you know if if you do eventually upgrade uh, for your waders and you get those camo Sims waders, and you have your cam, is it a camo comforter? It's it's not camo. I, I mean, if I took that out and like the I don't know like a, a bunch of dead leaves, <laughs> like a like a pile of dead leaves, you would never find me. Oh, uh, exactly. Yeah, so, so I guess it you is just cover your <laughs> yeah. Late fall, just cover your ground blind with your comforter, and <laughs> yeah, you'll be golden. I'm just gonna go take a nap because that's what. Yeah, <laughs> just go take a nap, or or send a deer to take a dirt nap. That would be good too. Yeah, I mean that's that's the ultimate goal, you know. So something funny, uh, Justin was, Justin was losing his mind um, yesterday during the interview with Sean. Uh, about his rods being stored. Oh, do you see them on the <laughs> at bed his right parents' now? house? Um, it, it's really good. So we we kind of start talking to Sean about uh, you know storage of your gear and how important it is to to break everything down and store stuff in like room temperature uh, areas. You know, for the sake of um, you know tippet strength. You know, the epoxy on your uh, anything really uh, anything related to fly fishing. And Justin's like, I'm sick. You know, so I'm I, I th- I'm guessing you got that taken care of. You goddamn right, I did. <laughs> yeah, if it was I, the last thing you'd do today. <laughs> I had such a hard time. Like, I, I re- honestly, I had a hard time sleeping last night just thinking about it. Like, I was, yeah. I was really upset about my rods, and like, uh, I was like, "Damn it!" Like, first thing I'm gonna do is uh, get up and go to work. And as soon as I come back home, zipping over to my parents' house and grab my rods. And wouldn't you know it? This morning, I wake up and it's like five o'clock in the morning. I'm hopping in the shower, and I'm like, "Man, like." this water's taking a long time to heat up. I'm like, all right, like maybe this is just the, the shower, you know, I've only showered here once and I can't quite remember uh, how long it took to heat up. So I was like, whatever. Um, so I'm waiting there and waiting, waiting. It's like five minutes goes by, check the water. It's uh, still ice cold. And I'm like, fuck, man, I think the water went. <laughs> so I like I you know, hopped in the shower real quick, got dressed, and uh, ran down to the basement to the wa- hot water heater. Sure enough, that shit's not running. Um, oh no! Yep. Is it the uh, is it the propane? Like the gas? Yeah, it's gas. Okay, so, so was it the pilot light just out or what? No, so I actually um, I only had a few minutes where I have to, I have to leave for work at five thirty. Uh, to get out to uh, Harrisburg by seven fifteen ish. So um, that's a.m. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. It's it's nice and early. It's not bad. I mean, you know, yeah. it could be worse. But uh, I had to leave. I, I really didn't get a chance to check it out too much. But uh, I spent all day like googling and uh, just you know doing some research in between work and you know that that shit. So um, get home and I'm like playing with it and I pull open the uh, pull open the cover and I know that if a pilot light's still lit and you're not getting any heat like the burner isn't igniting that you're in deep shit and uh sure enough pull it up and the pilot light's on and the burner's not igniting so I'm like all right played around with it shut the gas off pulled everything out um checked it out and cleaned everything and uh thankfully I got it running finally so I have hot water again um Nice. Yeah, which is good, man. And I, I had time to go grab my rods real quick and break them down. And uh, they're not bowed. They're not screwed up. So uh, <laughs> life is good right now. Good. Yeah. Yeah, man. All things considered. Well, I'm glad you got that taken care of. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, can't ask for much more. You know, everything's yeah, good. Yeah, no, not really. Uh, so uh, 
any uh any plans in the in the short term uh, as far as getting out on the water? Man, I, I wish. Um, I've got a yeah. Things I, just I, real busy. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of bit off more than I can chew. I think this summer. Um, I've got a. I got to go see my daughter on Saturday morning, and then um, I got a Jason Aldean concert down in Camden, uh, Saturday night, and then uh, Sunday I'm going to come back and I might be able to fit some fishing in, but probably what's going to happen is uh, working on the house. And then uh, the following weekend, Labor Day, I think I'm going to try and zip out somewhere um, for at least one or two days, maybe out the Penn's Creek or um, the Delaware or something, just to just to get out. Um, and then that first, or I guess second weekend in September, I got uh, my sister's wedding. So. Um, oh yeah, very exciting. Yeah, I mean, that's in uh, that's in PA. No, it's actually down in DC. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm excited to go down there. Um, you know, obviously wouldn't miss it for the world, but I'm also a little butthurt. I can't get my, my early fall, um, late summer fishing in, you know. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, I know. We've we've been pretty blessed to, to get like to do those I think we've done two two annual trips, uh, you know, within the July to September time frame. That's a great time to be on the water, but um like I said, we have we have a potential trip on the horizon, uh, which will be well worth the wait. So, yeah, I mean, we, we like you're saying, we've been blessed with a um, really great weather um, during this time of year when we decide to go on our uh, on our trips. Um, and it looks like uh, looks like this year's not going to be any different. I mean, we've had a ton of rain up here. Uh, rivers have been blown out. But you know what that means? It means a good fall, you know. Um, so I'm like, I'm itching to get out again and, uh, you know, try and fit in uh, fishing around archery and you know that's kicking off here in less than a month so um yeah i mean fishing fishing takes priority but you got to put meat in the freezer too you know absolutely i'm uh i'm a big a big advocate for that you know i know you're just getting kind of back into hunting but one of the things that joe talks about joe rogan uh that i love is kind of you know the idea that if you couldn't just you know zip down to the grocery store right and buy beef and buy pork, you know, and all the things that you need. I mean, 90, 97, 98% of people eat meat, right? So um, how, how are you getting this meat? Are you actually going out and harvesting it yourself? No. You know, the the 1% or 2% that do, uh, you know, are the hunters and supply the hunting industry. Um, it's just a very interesting thing because, you know, major- like people, you know, people say, oh, I can't believe you kill bears. Or, I can't believe you do this and that. Like, you know, you're, you're a murderer. And it's like you eat meat, too, just because you buy it from, you know, the grocery store. What if that wasn't provided to you? You know, what What if w- would you just go vegan or, you know, would you actually you'd have to go out and get your meat? You know what I mean? Um, it just changes the entire perspective uh, when you think about it from that lens, you know, and um, and he talks he talks it. I mean, I've heard countless podcasts he brings it up you know just to for awareness purposes yeah man i mean someone's out there waxing cows for you you know yeah you waxing know, cows just, waxing the chickens yeah, they live in growing. pens you know it's like would you rather yeah would you rather go kill you know eat 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 meat you know beef or, or chicken that's been you know been raised and they're in a tiny little pen and you know super stressed out or would you rather get an elk tag or a deer tag and go kill something that's you literally been you know, eating in farm fields and, you know, living, living a life, an actual life, you know, and, and eating healthy things and, you know, no antibiotics, no steroids or anything. So, 
don't know, man. I, I support you 100. Yeah, I mean, I know you do, you know? Like, I mean, I, I know you <laughs> yeah. do. I, I know you got my back on this, you know? And I don't, I don't think... Yeah, absolutely, uh, man. I don't think there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that wouldn't agree with us with, you know... Yeah, it's hard. Not, it's hard to be. Yeah, there's there's something about going out and uh, outsmarting an animal that is much smarter than you survival wise, um, especially in this day and age where you know we're not spending a ton of time out in the woods and we're not um, sharpening those those survival skills, those killing skills that um, you know kind of aid us. It used to aid us, um, you know. So it's. Uh, it's more about the uh, the hunt and your growth as an individual, as a, a human being, that like getting back to our roots than it is about um, killing something, you know. Um, exactly. If it was about killing, I'd you know go go cap a rabbit here and there in my twenty two and call it a day. But you know, it's like yeah, it's not the killing that you enjoy. You know, it's it's the process. It's the hunt, gotta, the chase. Yeah, the exactly. Process, the challenge. You know? And, you know, taking the animal's life itself is not fun, you know, like it's a very hard thing for me. It's a very like, you know, some people are spiritual about it, you know, um, which is completely understandable. Um, But for me, like I just I feel like this huge sense of sadness, you know, come over me like just a flood of emotions when you take an, an, you know, a live animal and you and you kill it. Um, You know, is it going to be going to good use and everything? Of course. But like you just took something's life, you know, Um it's just a very powerful thing. So like, yeah, the killing aspect is, is not even anything really I'm interested in. It's, it's the pursuit and everything. And, you know, unfortunately the end state of it is death, you know, for, for the animal, you know, us being the apex predator. But anyway, that's besides the point, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's important to bring up for sure. Yeah. Cause you know, I mean, we're like-minded guys, you know, and I'd like to thank most people that listen to it and like, you know, the podcast or whatever else, you know, or, you know, anybody, you know, people that like Joe's podcast, he's very, very firm on his stance on that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we're going to, um, we're going to kick it to, uh, Sean's portion of the, uh, the podcast or interview with Sean, um, probably liven things up a little bit instead of getting all spiritual here. So <laughs> we're, we're going to get like a, a, a 180 on this. Um, but he, I hope you, uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get Sean on the line, and uh, I think I think they will definitely benefit from uh from this for sure. Um, so we'll uh, we'll chalk that up. All right, everybody, uh, we've got we've got Sean on the line now. Uh, this is a this is actually a really big deal. Uh, Justin, you know how big of a deal this is because we've been trying to get a guest on the podcast for, for like three months. Quite a while. Three months. I feel. Uh, I feel honored. Oh yeah, this is a <laughs> yeah. huge deal. Yeah, it is. So we finally have uh, Sean on the line, and uh, I'll go ahead and let Sean kind of introduce uh, himself. So he, he he actually did a really good blog that's on the uh, the website ribbonandbrowns.com, uh, kind of highlighting his relationship um, to me and how we know each other and stuff like that. So like super into fishing, golfing, you know, all the, all the good stuff, but I'll, I'll let you kind of, um, give a quick intro. Yeah, no worries. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm slightly famous now that I wrote uh, my one and only blog post months and months ago. Um, I'm Sean Thomas. I went to college with Bryce at CSU Pueblo, as you probably read on the, on the blog, um, corporate finance, 
nine to five Monday through Friday, um, which kind of sucks, but that's neither here nor there. Do a lot of fishing. That's probably my one of my biggest passions. That in golf, um, any any time I can get out and go fly fishing, I I do that. Or you know during the summer months, it's kind of hard because you know flows are up usually, and I could go after warm species and whatnot, but I usually just tend to hit the golf course and compete in tournaments because I played in college and that's mainly what drives my drives my insanity away during the summer months and then I get back into fly fishing come come fall and then I go ham with that all throughout the winter so but yeah I've you know I've been looking forward to getting on this podcast for a while these guys do a great job every week and it's a good time to hear what they have to say and all the bullshit that the banter that goes back and forth it's pretty fun so oh plenty of bullshit here so mostly bullshit if you're into bullshit, this is uh this is five stars on uh on iTunes for sure. I've read some great stuff, man. I mean, Justin's had some pretty informational uh blog posts and you guys talking about the you know, the check system and whatnot and I I recently got into that. I got uh I got Bubs a rod through Orvis and I got myself one and we we tested them out and we've done pretty well on it. So I I mean, I've always wanted to do that. Me and me and Bubs did that in college a few times where we'd take our strike indicators off and, and we would, you know, we'd catch 15, 20 fish and we'd kind of just get bored with it. So we'd take the indicators off and try and do some tight line nymphing, you know, using your standard nine foot, four and five weight stuff. And we weren't the best at it, but, you know, it was always something that we wanted to get better at. So it's kind of cool to get into that type of nymphing nowadays. So yeah, Justin's the guru on that. I, I, I had to learn, I had to learn pretty much everything um, as far as like, you know, specific leader setup, you know, rod length, stuff like that. You pretty much, coast, you know, coddled me along really in that, in that realm. Well, you know, it, it's funny. Like I, I spent so much time sucking at normal, like indicator nymphing. Like I was horrible at it as, as Bryce will attest. I mean, like I, I, I just didn't know how to do it. Um, and I figured out like, oh, I'm just going to try this check nymph thing. Like see if I can't. Um, use it to teach myself to indicator nymph and uh, that's how I picked it up I mean it was really because I, I sucked at everything else fly fishing related so you know kind of out of necessity it's funny that you, say you sucked at indicator nymphing because like I feel like I'm a guru at indicator <laughs> nymphing <laughs> I could throw like a, a yarn indicator and flip a 40 foot roll cast and like detect strikes but as soon as I get the tight line I, I either miss every single fish or I'm like, oh, that's just bottom, and then I just miss like five fish because I didn't set the hook. Yeah, I, I think um, I think I guess, what it is is just like I was I was so trigger happy at setting the hook that uh, it's kind of my like the the check nymphing kind of fit well with my my personal style, just like the you know the way that I was fishing before. Um, so I think that's kind of what it was. Like it wasn't me molding myself to check nymphing it was check nymphing being like perfect for the way that i was trying to fish which was horrible for indicator nymphing but really good for you know check nymphing um kind of interesting i guess i think anybody will agree that that's probably what you should be doing right i mean you should probably go out there on the river or on the still water wherever you're at and try and fish and you know whatever style suits kind of your natural abilities and like what you you know, what you really want to get after, then I think that's probably what you should be doing. But a lot of people just kind of go status quo and they end up, you know, trying to get good at what everybody else thinks you should get good at. And it's really like so personal that you should just, you know, you should go out and feel around. And if you like check nymphing, do check nymphing. If you like indicator nymphing, 
communicated with me. I'm an advocate of you should try everything, but I don't know. I just want to catch fish, so I'll I'll do anything to catch fish. Yeah, well, exactly. You know, I'm I'm all I want to do is catch fish. You know, and actually now, like I mean, earlier in the summer, because I I've been like a an absolute bum this summer with fishing. I just really haven't gotten out. Um, but like earlier in the summer, I was almost predominantly indicator uh, nymphing just because I wanted to, I wanted to try it and it was something new. And I was like, all right, it's time to, time to figure this out. And from firsthand experience, I can tell you that I am much better at indicator nymphing now than I was before I started check nymphing. Um, I, I, I don't know if it's the, the drifts you get used to. I don't know if it's, you know, holy shit, Bryce. Get that Man. dog out of here. <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, Did someone just die? Yeah, like, yeah she's... <laughs> Ellie, quit. Ellie, Stop I am barking. really going to strangle you. Quit we started talking about indicator nymphing, and she got pissed. She did not like yeah. that one yeah, she's like, She's like, you want to fuck on me with indicator she's nymphing? She's like, we don't do that anymore. She's like, fuck bobber fishing. <laughs> bobber. <laughs> She heard yeah, she's got an attitude like, lately. I'm done she's looking at me right now. I just gave I just gave her a nice slice of my uh of my New York strip, so she should not be acting like this. Wow, that's where you messed up, man. Yeah, I mean, you I think there was somebody. There was somebody outside, so she was really just protecting, but uh, unacceptable, you know, when I'm when I'm podcasting. So, <laughs> my apologies. We're not going to edit that out. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Nope. <laughs> Professionals don't edit. <laughs> Yeah. They run it live. That's how it should be. That's how I want. That's how I want TV, man. I want to watch stuff, and I want it to just go down. Yeah, like if there's a bunch of editing and stuff, it really just becomes fake news, right? Because you're not seeing it in its in its truest form. Yeah, uh, if you will. Like I want to see Phil Mickelson stop the golf ball, take a stroke penalty, and just fuck on the, the PGA in general. Like, I want to see that happen. You know what I mean? I don't want to see people edit it out and be like, oh, yeah, he's a stroke behind now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I want, to, I want to see legit. I want to see Tiger dropping F-bombs on the tee box and throwing drivers into the grass. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of which, isn't that coming up pretty soon? Or no, I guess that's Thanksgiving. Did they move that to Thanksgiving? The the oh, Mickelson the uh, Woods Tiger. fucking yeah yeah the showdown yeah that's yeah. I think that's near Thanksgiving. They're doing it at uh, Shadow Creek out in Vegas, which is yeah like that's a, gonna be entertaining. That's gonna be dirty. I hope yeah. they. Fist I think fight. Phil's gonna get his pee pee smacked, but yeah, it's funny that um, they came out and said like you know what was the wager amount and Tiger I guess said Phil I'll bet as much as you're comfortable with, <laughs> which is yeah and it's five million a piece right. Well, so a lot of that sponsorship dollars, I think that's like, I, I want to say they're going to do charity. I haven't really heard the final bit, but I'm not sure how much of that is coming out of their own pockets. I'm sure they'll have something on the side that's not, you know, at the Yeah, that no one knows about. They, yeah. I mean, they're super huge rivals, right? Like Tiger in his prime virtually, I don't want to say he hated everybody, but he did. He certainly didn't act like he respected his competitors because they were competitors, right? I mean, he's fierce. All he wanted to do was just step on throats his entire career. And now that he's gotten older, a little bit more humbled with, you know, the whole scandal and having kids and getting divorced, I think he's more of a human being now, less, you know, less like a robot. And I think he's starting to, you know, come calm down when it comes to that kind of stuff. But 
back in the day, man, him and Phil, they did not like each other. <laughs> or like, or like fans. Like, have you have you noticed his his uh, his recent surge in, in fan interaction? Like, it's it's much different than than the old Tiger. Uh, at least from what I remember, you know, he's signing stuff and giving handshakes. Like, I mean, he's he's slapping people's hands on the course, and he, I can't remember the last time he did that no, in, in, in an actual like you know tight tournament. Yeah, just so laser focused, but doing that. I mean, um, it's it's a great thing for golf. Like, I think the ratings for the PGA Championship were plus sixty nine percent from last year, which, you know, is solely because of Tiger Woods. Like, simply put, um, you know, the numbers don't lie, and that's exciting. It's exciting for me personally, but it's exciting for golf. Listen, you, um, you know, that he's Tiger back. Woods for what he did in his personal life, but you can't argue that he's good for golf i mean when he's playing yeah. golf doesn't matter if he's in the tournament or not he everybody wants to see him play because he's he's the goat right i mean nick i respect nicholas and he's you know he's his major counts ridiculous but i don't think anybody will ever change golf the way that tiger changed golf yeah i agree with that 100 uh, percent. it's it's monumental right we're not seeing somebody like that play their sport in their prime in our lifetimes was it's pretty cool that doesn't happen very often right i mean it's like watching jordan play basketball i mean it's nuts right i don't i'm pretty happy that i got to see that but i'd like to see him get back into the winner circles for sure yeah i want to see him uh you know start winning some some majors again you know i mean like i it's i've started watching golf again just because of tiger you know like i you just get into it something i never used to do so yeah, I mean, anybody. There's a lot of people that don't even like follow golf, and then when Tiger plays, they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna watch golf this week." And it's like, do you even know anybody else in the field? But that's for it's like absolutely not, absolutely not. Yeah, I I, I like that about what he's doing right now because you know it's surging, it's surging everything, right? Like, I feel like TaylorMade as a brand right now, since he's playing TaylorMade, is you know it it kind of was flopping for a while. That company hasn't been doing good over the past probably six seven years, but you know, they got a lot of big players under their belt, but since Tiger's now playing well again, there it's just going to skyrocket. So, like, he does, I mean, Nike apparel, like, he's got his own brand with Nike. It's, I mean, he's going to flip-flop the market when it comes to golf. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I uh, went out to Dick's and I bought a uh, a Nike polo just so I could look like Tiger, so. <laughs> at least, at like least if time. you look good, yeah, yeah, you can feel you like at least you have some some self awareness. Like, yeah, I, I look good, so you know I feel good, but I'm not playing the greatest. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when I'm, I'm hitting like hundreds. That, that'd yeah, be yeah, exactly. Me. Like, like you can still look down and say, you know what, I look good. I look damn good. You yeah, know, like I got a, a shirt on. I got the same shirt that Tiger was wearing. So yeah, I'm like a good. white bearded tiger. <laughs> yeah, a white bearded tiger. Yeah. Drinking, drinking with bats. Oh yeah, just like sloshed <laughs> on the course. Oh yeah, for sure. Of course, for sure. Oh, so can you start? Neither, calling me neither of you bums. Time out. Time out, oh. I have a request. Can you start okay. calling me the white bearded tiger from now on? The white bearded tiger. Yes, please. I'm gonna call you the WBT, the white bearded tiger. WBT. All right, that's going on yeah. right now. That's gonna be my new handle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, put those Twitter fingers to work. Yeah, when I finally get my blue check mark, WBT. <laughs> then you'll know you made it. And it won't be as Justin Ultimus, it'll be as the white bearded tiger. Yeah, WBT. 
I want your waders to be embroidered embroidered with it. Oh my god. That was yeah, my that was my next match. the next like plan in my head was to get it all stitched onto my waders. A hat. Get it get it burned into your cork. Yeah. On your, on your yeah, I got, I got my little Patagonia flannel for the fall. We like get it branded oh, on the back. Heck yeah, man. WBT. Dude, speaking of waders, did you guys see uh, the camo line that Sims dropped? Yeah, I've been looking at that. I think it's the wait what G four stuff, but they actually started doing it yeah. in like a camo pattern. I'm sure there's new technology wrapped into that stuff, but it looks pretty sweet. I think it's more looks based. I mean, I know Sims is always like you know on the cutting edge of of all that waiter, um, you know, the waiter technology, but um, it is cool that they integrated that because I mean, when you're in the water, I mean, you know, if it's clear and stuff, obviously you're trying to stay out of the water as much as possible. You know, if it's super clear and you're sight fishing and whatnot. Um, but you can't argue that having, you know, a, cam- a camo pair of waders wouldn't be, you know, somewhat beneficial in the water. Certainly not going to hurt anything. No, exactly. So it's like, why not? You know, and, and it's, and the look is appealing, uh, to a lot of people. Dude, so. it is pretty legit, man. <laughs> yeah. You looking it up? Yeah. This is my first time seeing it. Yeah. I've been living under a rock, bro. Yeah, I know. Jesus, Justin. Hey, hey. <laughs> I get like. I'm pretty sure I get product updates with like every major brand. <laughs> my my email has just been advertised pretty much everything fly fishing for the past ten years, and I'm still one of those hotmail guys. So I I have I get so much spam that it's ridiculous. <laughs> Wait, you have hotmail still? Yeah, I I'm oh pretty sure God. they're keeping that server alive for my email. Yeah, he, he sends me his thing. I'm like, hey Sean, I gotta sh- I gotta send you something through PayPal. I'm like, what is it on? He's like, yeah, it's the Colorado Golfer one at the Hotmail. I'm like, dude, are you, are you sure you're still monitoring that? <laughs> I was like, don't you have like a Gmail one or something? What, what's your you backup know, like, email? From, is from it the this, AOL one? Century? I mean, oh, that always you had an AOL email. That's yeah. like, just don't get rid of it because that's like that's like a golden goose egg. Yeah. Yeah, you that might be is. able to get paid for that. Yeah, uh, you might be able to. Someday. I wonder if anybody anybody actually still uses AOL email. Did, didn't they get bought out by somebody a long time they ago? They did, I think. Yeah, they're no longer like an active uh, domain. Oh, man, I, I got to start trying to – I got to try and log in. I think I have an AOL email. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they'll like, you know – Try to back, log back in and, uh, and send Tom from MySpace a message. Yeah. <laughs> If there's one sound I'll never forget ever is the dial-up sound through AOL. That was the most Ugh. god-awful sound I've ever heard. Oh. Yeah, that was pretty miserable. When you're okay. actually trying to dial, you use dial-up internet, and you're like blocking the, the phone line, <laughs> oh. pa- parents are bitching at you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And now like you're watching a YouTube video, you know, and it's taken an extra four seconds to buffer, and, and you know, you almost lose your mind. Seriously, now I can like you can stream like 1080p on your phone, have like a movie on your laptop, and be watching cable and take a house phone call all at the same time. Whereas like 15 years ago, that would have like blown up your circuit board. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, for the entire city, not just <laughs> not just your uh, your neighborhood. The it's whole city of Laundry would like, be down right now. Like downstairs right now. So I I cut the cord on cable finally. So I did it. And I've got I've got Sling TV on downstairs, right? Nice. So I'm watching Sling TV, or my sister's watching Sling TV downstairs. I'm podcasting up here. I've got Sims website on my phone, and I'm pretty sure my my sister has like some bullshit like fucking 
social media on her phone too right now. Are you are you podcasting live from the new house? Yeah, this is from the new house. Oh, yeah, that's great news. Don't you wish you could see me in my in like? My, I do in the little den, dude, in the little dungeon with yeah, the, my, with the dog. My sex dungeon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the I'm dog. In, I'm in the new the, sex dungeon without you, a dog. I'm I miss the like not not now, mom. I'm podcasting. <laughs> Ma, the meatloaf. I never know. Like, oh, I gotta go. I gotta there. go, man. We gotta make this podcast quick. I gotta go mow the yard. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, like two weeks ago, that was that was miserable. I know. That was fucking miserable. Uh, I love it, man. I'm, I'm 27 years old. I have a kid, and I'm getting yelled at by my mom to mow the lawn. I'm like, what is my life coming to? Yeah, what is this? What is life? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a loser. <laughs> nah, dude, you're just, you're just in transition, but it yeah. is funny. It's no, funny, I, know, man. I, know. I would, I would call it a financially smart move. Yeah, no kidding. It, it was. It, I mean, it, like financially, it was, it was smart, and like you know, not having to worry about trying to buy a new house while I was down in Colombia, moved back up to PA, and all that bullshit. But it still like just chafes my ass, being like, you know, trying to trying to talk to some girls or some shit. And, Basically, being like, yeah, I live with my parents in my basement with my podcasting and fly fishing stuff, and that's you're like, hey, you yeah, you want to come back? You could. Roommates are sleeping now. Don't you yeah, gotta be quiet. Are calling my roommates. <laughs> yeah, don't make a goddamn sound. Yeah, yeah. What is that, uh, Grandma's boy? When he, yeah. he's like, you're gonna wake my roommate. You mean your parents? Same thing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm wearing my a... I'm wearing my fuzzy pajamas and I've got like my my fucking Rugrats comforter on the bed. Yeah, you just on your car. There's already a blueprint, so you just followed it. It's like pretty simple. Yeah. You know? it's like the business plan's already made. You just gotta <laughs> just gotta get after it. Oh man. But yeah, it's been it's been I, good, man. Like I I moved in um pretty much like starting on Friday, um till right now, um got everything in and you know took care of my fly fishing stuff and my archery stuff and all the hunting shit you know all the yeah because that's priority yeah all the priority stuff like the, I the mean, keg you can stuff. Couch. Yeah. Well, you can get by so fuck everything else i got the kegerator going i got my fly tying desk set up i got the tv i'm good man what do you, you got the bats on on tap now at the, at the, <laughs> yeah, at the crib or? oh yeah. justin man where's my invite bro yeah, no kidding. I well, need to head up to PA. Both of you are more than welcome to come here whenever you want. Are your roommates cool with me staying there? Yeah, my sister's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I live with my sister. Oh, that's awesome, man. That sounds like a sweet setup. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty. It's like a little half a double in like Center City, Allentown, um, towards the West End. So I'm like five minutes from pretty much the Lehigh Valley. Is like. I don't want to say best fly fishing river, but you know one of my favorites. So I can't ask for much more. I was gonna say it doesn't matter if it's the best. If you like to fish it, then that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. Like I know, I know, I know most of the spots now, and uh, kind of dial it in. So it's it's not a matter of if I'm gonna catch a fish. It's like I'm I'm shooting for bigger fish now. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like when you get comfortable, you get comfortable with. Don't that. uh. Don't tell Sean and I uh, what happens when you live like 15 minutes from Blue Ribbon Water. Yeah, no joke, man. We nothing good. <laughs> nothing good other than fly fishing. That's, I tell I like you that. That's where I'm at now with like any part of the South Platte because I've fished it so much since college that 
it doesn't even, it's not a matter of when I'm going to catch a fish. It's just, or it's not a matter of if I'm going to catch a fish, it's when. And then I'm just, I'm so picky that it's like, oh, I could, you know, I could cast to these five fish, but I'm going to keep walking along the bank just because they're not big enough. <laughs> and it's, it's ridiculous when you get to that level of comfort because it's like, what are you doing? Like, you should be casting to every eating fish, regardless of size. Isn't that a, isn't that a great feeling, though? Like, knowing that you could literally just murk this fish if you wanted to, but you're, like, sparing yeah. it <laughs> like a fucking gladiator. You're like a fucking gladiator. Like, that's what it is. You're sparing this fish. It's like you're God. It's so true, though. Like, we were... I took Paige up to Cheeseman Canyon, my girlfriend, and we were... Uh, we went on a hike, and I didn't take my fly fishing stuff, which was, like, sacrilegious, but... So we're, like, hiking up along this along the South Platte, right? And it's phenomenal water. You can see to the bottom. Even when you're, like, 50 feet above sitting on rocks, you can see everything. And we're sitting up on this rock, and it's probably 30 feet up from this back eddy. <clears throat> nice current right down the middle, a couple of good seams, and there's fish everywhere, right? But there's this brown that's, like, 26 inches. He's... <laughs> just coming up i can see his hook jaws is coming out of the water eating like i don't know probably size 16 mayfly just gulping them like everywhere and i'm like oh my gosh this is like shooting fish in a barrel man if i had any i mean i could just hang it off the rock and put it right in his mouth like it would have been that easy but i didn't have any of my fishing stuff i was just drooling for like 20 minutes she's like are you still looking at that fish i'm like yeah he's it's that's a beautiful fish <laughs> That's that's the fishing gods just fucking with you right there. Could you imagine? Absolutely. You'd be the first person ever to, like, could you imagine if you dropped the fly in his mouth when he opened it? Like, could you imagine? I almost did that at the at the famed brown paradise that I don't want to mention the name of on this podcast. But remember when we were up against the bank over in Ocean yeah. and I dropped? And yeah. I literally, I mean, this, Justin, this female brown is just cruising around right in front of me like we're casting out in the seam and we're kind of in this like big pool um it's probably like 50 feet wide from like a 10 foot wide current right so it funnels out to this big kind of open water and i'm i'm right next to the bank kind of like trying to be sneaky and you know there's fish rising everywhere but there's this one female that's like i swear she was dumb as a box of rocks and she's circling like four feet in front of me and i'm like does she even see me here so i grab my my no hackle i think it was a done and I dropped it like right in front of her, not expecting her to take it. And she just came up and it was the slowest eat. She ate it and then turned down. And I just like sat straight up and these guys were standing up on the bank above me. And they're like, no fucking way did that just happen. I was like, did you guys see that? That was incredible. <laughs> I'm Sean Thomas. Thank you. I'll be here for the next 30 hours. I'll be here all day, boys. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, keep them coming. There's no way that just happened. I was like, that's incredible. Yeah, that was pretty much, I sat on the bank and was just like, okay, I don't know if it gets any better than that. So, dude, that's when there was like that sea of um, that that hatch, that PMD hatch was like literally just a sea of fish. Do you remember how many fish were there? It was like, I, I bet there was 50 to 100 feeding fish. It was uh, just in that one section. But like, the clarity of the water is so goofy that like they come up, they're like submarines. They're just, there's nothing there, nothing there. And then like, the top of the water appear yeah. the and they come out of the water and they go back down. And you're like, I mean, there's like a hundred fish all around you and you can't even. And they're all 16 inches and bigger. It's like, this is, this is can't be real. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's a lot is what it is. Yeah. You guys, you yeah, guys really need to is. stop. Like I'm getting a little bit of a chub right now. 
like, hey, you need to like Just, lay, off, lay off a little bit. He's got the lotion and the tissues ready. <laughs> At the ready. My bachelor pad, guys. <laughs> I'm telling you. Man. Yeah, just stay, that, just stay away from the kids at the Little Lehigh. That's all I ask. That place, we need to do a trip out there. Oh, 100%. Like, if we went anywhere, like, that we, we were like, hey, look, like, you know, we'll set the, ti- the time aside. We'll camp. You know, we'll, we'll plan it all out. Like, that would be one of, one of the top destinations where I'd be like, okay, I'm in. Like, no questions asked. Oh, yeah. What we ought to do is fly in, fly in rent an RV. For like seven days just stock yeah kind of like what my old man was saying yeah and then we just drive up there and we just post out on the river and yeah you deal with some people on the weekends and stuff sure. but all week long in the mornings we i guarantee you there'd be like four people on the entire river oh yeah and we'll that would be, be picking so much fun drives. and then we can we can do like fire like a fire in the evening and smoke stogie like we don't have to worry about it. you know we can fish to the last light so likely we can still hit the caddis uh you know like those yeah. last uh, that would be a place though at, at sunset that i would want to strip a mouse pattern i guarantee you you would smash a couple of 25 inch plus on a oh. mouse pattern. yeah i think the the montana wild guys uh i think they were even mousing like in the in the middle of the day you know on some of those runs and kind of skipping it skating it across the water and i think they had a few takes for sure so i think if you fished at night especially uh you know that's that's when you get some some uh some big interest absolutely that would so, i mean that's but yeah that'd be a blast man. yeah this needs to happen yeah let's get it on the <laughs> yeah it really does like we haven't sean when when did we go it must have been uh, it was after i came back from deployment wasn't it yeah the second time that was god i don't know how many years ago that was now i think no it wasn't my deployment it was it was the year before that so yeah it's been like two years however long my dad has lived in it was Colorado. right before you got deployed oh that's right it was so that have been in 2016 like, I think it was yeah. like yeah five or six months before you went and we were like all right let's yep. let's go there and yep blast so we have that to look forward to yeah well shit i got uh i got seven days of um vacation left for this year so <laughs> just saying yeah guys. i think <laughs> i don't think swinging it this year is uh is feasible God, but, can you tell I got the itch real bad? Yeah, yeah. I know. I thought you were going on your backpacking trip. Well, I can do that too, but obviously this is more important. Oh, yeah. No, I understand. You know, I mean, I would, I would say it's more important. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on where you're going on your backpacking trip. Not anywhere like this. Yeah, just, just a little. Uh, I mean, no offense. Like, I'm sure you'll catch oh, yeah. some beautiful wild fish, but like, dude, you, you've never seen a, a bend in, in your rod like, like you will if you go to this place. And, and that's what I'm saying, man. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather be with you guys on like the. Oh, the, you know, most awesome streams ever from yeah. what you guys are saying than, you know, by myself in, Pen, you know, Penn's Creek, which is like a pretty yeah. good spot in PA, you know, it's <laughs> probably the, uh, one of the best rivers in Pennsylvania, but, you know, you gotta deal with the boys to have fun, you know? Yeah, I think the only other place I'd want to go would be to do like a legit backpacking trip in Yellowstone. Oh, yeah, on like yeah. the fire hole? Oh, dude, but it would be, I mean, it's just so dangerous with the grizzlies right i mean i guess you could time it a certain time of the year but i've i've read so many like blogs and watched videos of dudes catching like they hike seven eight miles back and they're catching 20 inch cutthroats on literally any dry fly pattern you want like they're just like they're just so hungry and they're just throwing anything and it's just whack 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 and it's like man 20 inch cutthroat i would i mean that would be heaven oh dude 
it's like mm. the river we speak of, but with cutthroats, like, where do I sign? Exactly. Except for there might be a grizzly like 12 feet from you ready to just eat your brains. Yeah, it's very, uh, very likely. Um, but if you, you know, if you're, if you're prepared and, and there's somebody that you're fishing with and kind of keep an eye out, you know, I think, I think you'd be all right if you're smart about, you know, camping and where you're walking and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's obviously plenty of guys that go backcountry bow hunting, you know, in Wyoming and Montana and stuff like that. And I mean, obviously there's grizzlies. Yeah. And uh, they're just smart about, you know, camp and where they go, you know, the, the weapons that they have on them, you know, to deter bears. So I heard a little, there's definitely risk involved, but what was it? It was, if it's black fight back, if it's Brown lay down, if it's white, good night. (laughs) (laughs) You still got a fight chance. That's like with the bearded white tiger, the, the lady just, they just, they just, uh, they just lay down. You're done. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what the white bearded tiger with some bear mace, I got you guys. Oh yeah. I mean that's what we would do, right? Is one of us would just take the take the forty four Magnum and stand up on the hill and the other two, one would fish one side and the other one would fish the other bank. Some Yeah, and then you've got a spotter. Yeah. And then you're good to go. You You just hope your spotter doesn't get swiped. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. Oh no, where'd he go? He's gone. (laughs) Yeah, you look up on the rock. Yeah. His waders are just like gone. Yeah, everything's my gone. waders are just standing there, but the my body yeah. is not inside the waders. Like, oh yeah, there's there's just one boot. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, all all that would be left would be my carbide studs. That would be it. <laughs> That'd be even better. <laughs> it's like, oh okay, there's there's studs here, but that's it. Yeah, everything else is gone. <laughs> it's like it's like what's that old saying? Uh I guess not old, it's like um the the youtube videos where dudes just get like like knocked the fuck out and some shit and like their shoes fall off and they're dead you know like if someone's shoes fall off it's like they got like a 90 percent chance of dying <laughs> that's that's what we, oh you've never heard of it oh uh, do you go, go watch some world star some world star yeah isn't that isn't that what yeah, it is the uh i have no idea it's like it's like the the fight channel online it's like they just have a bunch of like you know shitty like camera filmed street fights. Just oh, like the like the Kimbo slice ones. Yeah, and like you know when they when they knock them out real hard, like their their shoes fall off. You know. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh man, he dead. Yeah, I guess if your if your shoes are coming off, you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You just got rocked. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean that. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, level. Yeah, that's what I'm saying with the bears. You know, if your shoes fall off when the bear grabs you, you're you're basically you're done ski. Yeah, you're got you're, it. Game oh, over. Appreciate you explaining that. <laughs> yeah, you like that? That took way too long to explain. <laughs> I was a little lost in the sauce there, but it it does play into the to the studs reference. So yeah, I tried. Now I understand. I tried. Go easy on yeah. me, man. I'm in a new environment right now. Yeah, you are uh, pretty susceptible to a new environment. There's there's no meatloaf from mom. Um, pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, man. Like I had to cook for myself today. <laughs> really fucked me up. Wow, that's rough. What'd I, you cook? Yeah, uh, I made uh, I made chicken in uh, quinoa. Okay. Yeah, getting all healthy and shit. Yeah, I don't really like that too much. I had some the other day, and it, it just has a weird texture to it. You have to be kind of. You have to like it. Chicken or quinoa. The quinoa. 
Okay. Kiona. Kiona. I like I like quinoa. Quinoa. Although, I I do got to be honest with you. I don't think I'm going to continue eating chicken at the start of football season. After uh, what Jim Harbaugh said about chicken being a nervous what did he bird. Say? He's like, he's like, it's a nervous bird, you know? So if you eat it, it makes you nervous. <laughs> and it, he's got a he point. Dude. Uh, I think it was right after uh, Big Ten Media Days. I just bought a bunch of chicken. Dude, I, when you marinate chicken for like 24 to 48 hours, you grill it. It's so, so good. good. Oh, it's dude, really good. This, dude, that's just, he's the most superstitious guy in the NFL, hands down. He's not in the I NFL. Mean, well, he's college now, but, yeah, college. you know, when he was with the Niners. I don't know. I'm not buying it. I mean. It's just a mental thing. But hey, whatever, whatever you got to do. I agree that it is a garbage bird, right? Unless you're buying, like, free-range chicken. Have you ever – I mean, chickens are fucking gross, dude. Yeah. Yeah, they are. But they're delicious. But, man, do they – I had chicken. To, oh, no, I didn't have chicken. I had beef tonight, boys. Beef, yeah, man. beef ain't nervous. I'll tell you that. No, I've, have you ever seen a nervous cow? No, never. No, they, Pretty they sure don't they care. However, I think it is making me lazier. <laughs> there you go. I, I'll buy into that. <laughs> Just like a nervous bird, got a lazy ass cow. If you're eating <laughs> beef, so prepare, prepare to be lazy beyond nice lazy. Lazy, lazy red meat. Yeah, we gotta be eating like elk and deer and antelope and like. Cheetah. Cheetah. You're gonna eat a cheetah? Some, some lion. You know, like those are those are the king of the Sahara. Yeah. You know, like king most of the dangerous game. Like, why don't you just start eating humans? Yeah, like well, why don't we just go real big? Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go big or go home. Better watch out, Sean. Yeah, no, no shit. I, I'm gonna be. Yeah, the bears are the least. I'm gonna worries. be up on my post watching for bears, and I'm gonna turn to the river. You both are gonna be gone, and then I'm gonna be like, "Fuck!" Now I gotta watch out for two Betsy's and a brown. And a bear. <laughs> I got like one bow. Fl- I got arrows flying at me. I got bullets flying at me. <laughs> like a bear paws swinging at my face. You'll never see me in my Sims camo waders. I was going to say, yeah, you're going to blend right in. Yeah, just never know. He's like low crawling up the river. <laughs> <laughs> the snorkel on. That would be legit. Uh, That'd be kind of cool. That would be legit. That's what I'm going to do now. I'm just going to have you scout for me. So I'll, I'll put you in the snorkel and the camel waders, and then you'll go f- float through a hole, and you'll be like, yeah, there's three big ones, you know, one behind this rock, that rock. They're sitting at about three feet, and I'll just adjust my thing, and boop, bingo. I think I've, I've kind of already there done is, that Jeffrey. for you. What? I th- I've, I've kind of already done that for you, I, th- I, I think. Right? Kind of. On Deep Creek? Yeah, kind of a little bit. I mean, I was the one that was that was diving down in the water to get my phone, but that's besides the point. Yeah, I guess I, I stuck my phone in there. Yeah, you did. You stuck your phone in so that I could see my phone to confirm, and then I took the plunge and went yeah. and got it. And I'm pretty sure I saw a, uh, I saw a fish on the video because I, I watch that video all the time. It gives me a warm and fuzzy. Appreciate that, Justin. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, there. I think there was a fish because just uh, not long before that, I got broke off. Remember, because um, yeah. I was fishing the the head of the run, and you were down kind of in the flat, and then uh, that fish took off. I, I hooked him kind of where I, where my phone went in, and then uh, he ran downstream, and he gone, he gone. Probably just because I was a little drunk and I was probably tying really bad knots, but I'd like to think it was a good fish. <laughs> it was. 
I'm pretty sure it's a good fish. My knots are usually pretty good. Unless you're Sean and you use like eight-year-old tippet on the Arkansas and like three really good fish break them off in a row. And I said, Sean, that's not your knot tying friend. friend. That's your uh, that's your tippet. Don't, don't like store your tippet on the outside of your pack. Uh, yeah, because the sun is just going to fucking weaken the shit out of it. God, man, that's seriously, that is so annoying. I had that happen so many times. I was with the... Yeah. I was actually with your dad, Bear, and we were fishing, and he kept breaking off. And I'm like, what in the hell is going on over here? And I was like, I'm tying his knots. And I started using my tippet, and then he started catching fish. And I'm like, man, wow, you got to buy a new tippet. Like, what is this stuff? It's like all coiled out. <laughs> it's like it's like the Cortland from like 2000. Dude, my and my dad's tippet, he like, I swear to God, he's got Sportsman's Warehouse fluorocarbon and like a small yellow spool that's from like 1998. He's like, oh, it's so, totally fine. Line doesn't go bad. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're good. So I actually did some research on that um, yesterday, in fact, because uh, I was cleaning out my box and I was looking at all my tippets. And, um, you know, I'm obviously I'm fishing right now. I'm fishing the Mirage uh, tippet, um, the fluoro and the, and the mono from Orvis. Yeah. Um, so those were all good. Those are all fairly new. Keep them in the pack. Um, but I had some Rio stuff, you know, some fluoro and some mono. And I was like looking at the date, not, not looking at the dates, but like, you know, the little band that goes around it and it's, it was like all crusty and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that one's gotta go boys. That one's probably not gonna hold anything, but, um, I actually read an article from Trouts. Uh, they're from, they're in Denver. You probably been over to that fly shop, Sean. I think it's the Denver Outfitters one. Yeah, I've, I've um, or actually just opened a new location in, uh, in Frisco too. Yeah, exactly. Um, they were like, if you, if you have like exposure to sunscreen or sun, or like if you store it in a hot car or anything like that, like it can obviously weaken it. Um, you know, fluorocarbon being less susceptible because of the UV resistance, but, um, they suggested replacing your tippet, uh, at the, at the minimum every two years. If you haven't, if you haven't used the entire spool. That, that makes sense to me, man. I mean, I'm so hard on my stuff that like yeah. I have, I thought I had a tippet spool. Actually, I just ran out when we were in Utah. It was, it was so old that like the band around the thing wasn't even tight anymore. It was like loose and spinning. So like I feed tippet yeah, through the exactly. hole, and then like before I know it, I got like fifteen feet of tippet behind me, like hanging in the tree. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I'm like, oh, it's that shitty like tender thing. And I'd wind it. Well, that was mine too. Remember, you were helping yeah. me wind mine up as we were walking down. It's like, man, I guess when the when when you wear the band out on your tippet, you should probably replace the line. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's food for thought for sure. Cause if you're fishing, you know, like, let's say we do take the trip, you know, or whatever, and we're, and we're getting on some good fish. Like, you know, the last thing you want to do is be fishing, you know, dry flies on seven X to, you know, something that's really more like, you know, instead of two point, whatever pound breaking strength, you know, like a, you know, pound maybe because of, you know, how much it's been weekend, like you're going to be breaking off all day long. Oh yeah. And you're fishing it. Yeah. The fish might be two pounds. Right. But like when he turns and yeah. he bolts or Oh, yeah when you said flying like you know probably 10 15 pounds of pressure when they do those jerk moves and they're jumping out of the water so yeah absolutely you're fishing like brand new tippet and you're fishing three four pound test i mean that's why fish can break you off right because man if it's a big enough fish and he bolts there's a lot yeah. of stuff that can go wrong yeah i mean depending on like you know your drag and you know yeah. every, i mean there's a there's a million things that can happen but yeah you're right like you need every every ounce of poundage that you can get 
Yeah, and the last thing you want to do is worry about like a shitty hook, you know, shitty knot or a shitty tippet. It's like, why not just, you know, like when I tie flies, mm-hmm. I used to kind of buy, you'd buy di- uh, Dairiki hooks and stuff. You get like 50 hooks for six bucks or whatever. And it's like, man, why don't I just spend an extra $2, get a nice hook that I know is probably not going to rust as fast. That's going to be pretty strong. And it's like, if I'm putting all this time and tying these flies and they're just breaking off bending or just, I mean, it's, it doesn't even make sense, right? It's like, why am I even doing this if I'm just putting it on shitty hooks? Absolutely. Justin, you can probably speak to that. You know, I know you buy your real good hooks to, to tie on. Yeah. I'm actually, um, I'm having like a little bit of a crisis right now because I just remembered that my fly box with all my shit and my pack is still in my truck and I forgot it. It's under my seat. And I have all brand new trout hunter tippet that's been sitting in that truck for about a month and it's been 90 plus degrees every day. So, oh, no. <laughs> so, so I'm ready to, so, like, I'm just going to like put this arrow through my, my face right now. And, uh, so if is, yeah, if it's fluoro, you might be all right. So like, just when you get it back, just kind of, you know, like just take a little bit and spool it like on your finger and just give it a good tug, you know, cause if it's, if it's going to snap real easy, like you'll know. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, I'm hoping it's okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I would just fish it. I mean, if you start losing fish, like you yeah, know, that's, oddball that's break off and stuff, you'll know and just toss it. But I also, I also have another story uh, that made me think of it, talking about tippet and everything. Um, so when I was fishing a lot in the um, early summer, or late spring, early summer, and into you mean like ten months ago when you fished? Yeah, into July. <laughs> <laughs> I I remembered that a. Uh, um, I remember that I went like maybe three weeks ago. I went for about an hour. Um, and the reason I left all pissed off from the river was because I had left my my rods outside and they got some UV damage to the, uh, uh, the tippet I had on there, obviously because I had them strung up. And uh, my cider was completely clear. And it was, you know, normally it's a, it's a bright, like fluorescent red and green uh, cider on my uh, my euro rod so i'm like out there on the water and i'm like casting i'm like what the fuck i can't fucking see where my cider is like where the, where is it like i'm like am i going blind like i i was freaking out dude i was losing it. i was losing it and i'm like oh, god damn it there's uv damage to it so yeah think about that too because don't make the same mistakes i do and get out to the river and uh you know your your cider is completely fucked because you left it out in the sun. So yeah, yeah, it can do a lot of damage. Like you don't think about it, you know. Like where where are you storing your stuff, you know? Because it's always like, oh, I don't really want to store it inside. So you store it in a storage unit, or you store it, you know, in an outside closet, or you store it in your truck, or it's in your pack, or you know, whatever. Because um, not you know more often than not, if you're on a you know a big long trip, you know your rods are out out in the in the sun, you know, because it's there's really no closed storage for your rods, you know, other than the shade um you know or if it's in the uh in the rod vault but even in the rod vault you know i'm sure temperatures get hot um you know it's more for like short term uh you know transportation you know days fishing or whatever and then you take them out and put them inside i know i know sean breaks all his rods down almost always when he's done but um yeah dude it, it can take a toll like on on all of your stuff your tippet your rods you know i mean any any fishing any piece of fishing equipment it can definitely be weakened Literally anything with epoxy or adhesive, yeah, exactly. Anything like that is bad, right? Like even golf clubs. Like I, I find myself storing yeah. them in the back of my truck, and I'm like, man, 
I should really take them out. Yeah, if it gets to 98 degrees all day, your, like your head and everything. Listen, and then all of a sudden it could like settle the wrong way and then reharden. And I'm like, why does my seven iron look like a four iron? <laughs> yeah, now I'm lost off. That's weird. I lost feel... off weird. You hit your, hit your four iron like 160. Know, I'm like, wow, this like is like a wet. Right now. Really, we're really ripping this thing today, boys. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, it's almost just well, like it's it's just try not to be lazy, right? I mean, I don't want to judge people, yeah. but I do it too. No, you're just like, right. man, just take the extra. I know it's you know it's been a long day of fishing, and you've been out there for five six hours if you're lucky, and you're just like, you know what? I just want to throw my stuff in the car. It's like, just take your time, take your hooks off, you know, dry everything out if you can, or reorganize it because chances are you're probably not going to go through your stuff when you get home. So it's like just. Take some time, do do your diligence up front, and then, you know, you're probably gonna be better off later on. Like the end of our, our Utah trip, Sean's over, Sean's over at his truck, like breaking all of our rods down and like cleaning everything off, and we're all like on the yeah, like deck, just hours. drinking and having a stogie. I'm like, where's Sean? He's like over there, like breaking everything down. I'm the same way, but you know, after a couple of beers and I'm tired, I was like, dude, I'm I'm really not in the mood. Like I'll do it in the morning or whatever. But he's like, he's like Boney's gonna do that, so I'm just gonna over here and have I'm a gonna, I'm gonna hide over here and <laughs> hope that all goes well. But no, you're absolutely right, man. It's it's just one extra step that uh, I mean, you pay so much money, you know, for all your gear and stuff. You know, you want to keep it in the best condition you can. Like wading boots, you know, washing them off after you're done with fresh water. You know, if you've been, you know, in my case, if you've been wading, you know, dirty ass muddy creeks or you know whatever the case is, you've um, been wading in bass water. Yeah, when you're waiting in bass water, you definitely want to wash your shit off because it's uh, yeah, it's gross. It's not like fishing, you know, the crisp, clear uh, mountain stream water that you got in PA and uh, in Colorado. So. Yeah, you know, you know, you're fishing for different species when you step in the water and you get like that sulfur bomb that oh. comes up to your face. You're like, wow, I must be fishing for catfish. <laughs> yeah, or or you smell catfish or see catfish. Um, and all that good stuff but uh we're at about 40 47 minutes right now um i figured i would talk maybe uh to you guys about my little fishing excursion yesterday yeah let's um, go and yeah lay it on me yeah and then we can uh can probably close it out uh, i'm sure you guys got you know plenty of other things to do it's actually an hour later for you justin so it's going on what yeah. 9 15 so you're being a trooper Pages um, over there going, are those ribs done yet? And I'm like, man, no, still been on there for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sean's got ribs on the uh, on the grill. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting I'm grill. sitting here thinking about driving back over to my parents' house to break my rods down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's, yeah, he's like, God, as soon as this ends, I'm, I'm, I'm going back I'm to the house. Of shit, dude. I'm literally sweating right now thinking about my rods. And I'm like, yeah. fuck. I bet you you drive over there if I had to say. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, knowing you, so. I mean, dude, I, I had a rod that I didn't break down that I leaned against the wall, and the the tip, legitimately warped and it had like a bend in it. And I was I sent it back, and I think this this was like a, I think it was a lefty crate. Now actually, it was actually my Scott A4, and Scott was like, "Are you sure you didn't store this like up against a wall or like?" you know, where the tip was being bent. And I'm like, no, I break my rod down every time. And they're like, okay, well, we'll send you a new tip. And I was like, oh, thank God. I was like, I, d- I didn't believe these guys, but it actually happens. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm, I'm like freaking out right now. Like I'm, I'm a little, uh, a little antsy, but go ahead. Sure. Bryce. All right. So obviously, uh, 
I told you, so I went out to, uh, so Toledo Bend Reservoir, right? It's it's not far from me. Halfway through, basically Texas and Louisiana split this lake in half. And it's, I think it's held the finals for the Bassmasters, like, I want to say like 10 times or more. Um, they, they catch more like 13 plus pound bass out of this lake than any other lake in the U.S. Um, so it's a super big uh, destination spot for bass fishing, obviously. There's a lot of gar, catfish, um, you know, some big carp stuff like that so obviously it's super hot right now so you got to be fishing like early morning late afternoon really i mean if you're gonna you know if the bite's on um you can pick you know a couple up here and there in the afternoon but uh it's not great so you know knowing me i, I woke up a little late i slept in so i didn't get out there till about 10 45 i had to uh, assemble the fly craft and get everything set up so i think i wasn't on the water until maybe 11 15 which isn't bad it was still fairly cool uh, i mean i was sweating like crazy because you know, it's humid as fuck, but, um, that's another, that's another discussion. So finally got on the water, uh, pushed, pushed over this little brush pile and, uh, dropped my, dropped my streamer down. I was just fishing like an olive, um, Zudler minnow essentially, um, with a cone head on it and it had some rubber legs and, uh, I, I brushed it past this log and, uh, and connected on a, a nice large mouth. He was maybe like a pound and a half, two pounds. So that was a good start to the day. And then uh, I had another one on, and then he popped off. So I was like, okay, this is an improvement. Because last time I went out, I caught a fucking gar and a channel catfish and no fucking bass. Not one bass. I fished for eight hours on the best bass fishing lake in America, and I didn't catch any bass. You got punked by a bunch of bass? Dude. <laughs> Dude, they're fucking harder to catch than you think, Justin. So there's so much open water. I mean, this lake is is enormous. I mean – you could literally put your boat on 70 and probably cruise the lake and it'd probably take you like a couple hours. Like it's, it's enormous. So it's just overwhelming as far as like, you know, where, where am I targeting these fish and you know, how am I going to get these fish? But I feel like at that lake, it'd probably but, be uh, harder to catch gar and channel cat on a fly than it is to catch bass. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, I mean, I caught the catfish, I cast into this brush pile and he just slammed my streamer, you know, I thought like, oh fuck yeah, I got a bass. And I brought it in as like a, a like a little, a little channel catfish. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? And then the guard was cool. He kind of surfaced. I threw my fly over and he chased it and smashed it. So that was fun. But, um, so anyway, I went on the other side of the lake, right? Complete other side of the lake. And I found some like really marshy areas, like with lily pads and like, you know, some grass, um, you know, like where the gators like to hang out, you know, pretty much. And there are gators in this say, lake, supposedly. I didn't, I didn't see anything, luckily. Um, but that's, you know, that's the risk you take. So if the fly crap pops, you know, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm swimming for sure, boys. You know, wish me luck. So so I get out I get out to this flat, and, you know, it's super weedy, um, but there's these channels, right, that you can kind of, you can actually, like, you know, motor through, if you will, that are that are free of, of grass. Um, but I, I posted up, I anchored up right on the edge of this, this uh, this channel essentially um in between two grass beds and i was guessing maybe like 14 15 feet gauging off of my uh my anchor and uh i was using my sinking line the the depth charge line from orvis um so it was sinking pretty good in that that weighted streamer and i zipped this thing over on the edge of the weed bed you know i'm working it kind of i think it was like on my third cast i cast out there well my line got caught on my feet you know like on one of the th- like i think it was on my flip-flop so i'm trying to get it loose and I come back up and I go to strip and, and the line's already taunt. And I'm like, fuck. So I give it a good hard, you know, strip set and, uh, and dude, it was on. 
Um, you know, I felt something heavy and he started moving around, shaking his head. And then all of a sudden he came out of the water and I was like, Oh my God. And it, you know, hit the water. And I was like, boys, I got to hang on. So I'm like, please, you know, don't come near the boat and get tangled in the, in the, in the, um, in the anchor. You know, he's, he's cruising around. He's trying to go through the grass. And luckily I was fishing zero actionist. I had some leverage, but I was on the, uh, and I was on my six weight. So, you know, it's a pretty good battle. Um, but I finally got him, I got him up to the boat and, uh, and netted him. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like, you know, the, the, the sad thing is, is like, there's, there's bass in that lake that are double that size. Bass that could eat that bass. There's bass that, yeah, they could probably swallow that bass, which is, I mean, those are rare, Yeah. but, uh, you know, the bass that I did catch is, is, uh, is a really good size bass. And, uh, you know, that's what you go there for. Everybody goes to Toledo Bend to catch a bass, you know, like that or, or better, um, you know, within that caliber. And I knew they were there. I just, I was fishing the wrong type of stuff. You know, I don't have a bass boat. I don't have all the cool fish finder shit and all that. So I can't really fish out in the open like those guys, you know, because I can't really target fish because I don't know where they're at. Yeah. Um, but I can work the weed beds and stuff, which, you know, with the fly craft, I can sneak in those little spots that those big bass boats can't. Uh, necessarily get to so that's nice um but yeah man i got him and then let him go and i cruised up on this other channel and i didn't really have a whole lot of luck i was fishing kind of middle of the day at that point which it was really slow uh but but get this i'm over in this like back area and i'm i'm, I'm zipping the streamer back there and dude i get it close to this weed bit and something smacks my streamer and i it goes duh, duh, snap and I'm like, oh, 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 and I reel it back up, and my str- my streamer is gone, dude. It broke, it broke right at the at the streamer, and I was like, no, on zero. I don't know what it was, dude, but yeah, on, it was following my streamer. On zero x. On zero x, yeah. So what is that? Twelve to fifteen pounds. Strength, but with fluoro, dude, that's a stout line. Yeah. Yep. Snap. Snap me off. It was two two bumps, and then it, and then it was gone. Like I, I I was definitely hooked up. Like you know, I set the hook. Uh, but I didn't actually get to see anything and I was, I was super frustrated about that. Uh, you know, I was like, damn it. But you, you know, almost got but... to gotta think like it might've been like a bigger, bigger fucking gar or something. Could have been. Yeah. He maybe broke my arm with his teeth or, yeah, dude, I so, so gar's teeth aren't actually serrated like a pike's. So a lot of times you don't have to use, um, a metal leader, uh, for, for gar. I mean, it's definitely advised. But, you know, they don't have the serration, so it's not like, you know, they're not really cutting it. But I guess if you hit it right, mm-hmm. they could definitely, they could definitely cut it. But to be honest, like I saw, I saw a carp that cruised by me um, that was maybe, I'd say probably 20 pounds. Dude. I mean, and that's not an exaggeration. Like he was maybe like three and a half, four feet long. I was the biggest, that was the biggest carp I've ever seen in my life. And I dropped my streamer down and tried to kind of get his attention, but he was just cruising. Carp, so. everybody always talks about like carp being donkey fish and i swear man they are the pickiest eater i mean like if you're getting a pod that's like just dry you know just lurking sure. like cotton seeds you can catch them pretty easy but if you're like in a river and trying to hunt carp they are so picky yeah. like i mean it's like a bonefish yeah the bonefish of the yeah. of the west anyways that dude that bass lake i mean what's cool about your story is that they don't, those bass are so used to just getting ripped. And like, I swear to God, those guys just, I mean, those bass are in the boat within like six seconds. Oh yeah, dude. It's unbelievable. 
I mean, they just drag them through the weeds. Like, I mean, they're dragging them through lily pads and then they don't even net them. They just lift them up into the boat, you know, and they slam them down. They unhook them, throw them in the live well, and yeah. they're back at it. And the bass is literally like, what the hell just happened to me? Like, I don't even know what that was. Yeah, now they're in like some dark hole, you know, until they get put in that bag and then they get weighed in. Like, it's just, yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, I, I'm not there to bring that bass in as fast as possible. I'm there for the fight, you know, in the pursuit. Uh, you know, as a fly fisherman, that's 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 ultimately what you're after. You're yeah. not really like, oh, let me fish 30x so I can just drag this fish in. Like the chance of losing it is, is part of the fun, you know. Oh yeah, it's huge, right? I mean, that's kind of that's probably why all of us fly fish, right? Is you're giving us you're giving the advantage back to the fish. I mean, yeah, we can see the fish and target who's feeding or not, but like I'm trying to make it an even fight. That way, when I get the fish in and I let it go, it's you know, it's like, hey, I respect you because this was a this was a legit fight. Yeah, like a lot could have gone wrong, you know? Like, I mean, especially you're fishing barbless to bass, yeah. dude. I can't tell you how many times I've gone bass fishing on the fly. And I pinch my barbs just because I like to do that regardless. But, man, yeah. dude, they, they fly out of the water, and it is so hard to keep that line perfectly taut in order for them not to throw the hook because they're shaking their head like crazy. I mean, it's not like trout fishing at all. No, it's not. And, you know, to be honest, that fish jumped out of the water three times. Um, so I was extremely lucky. Um, the only thing I had going for me is that because, because I was messing with my line at my feet, I think he, he, he got the, you know, the fly was a little further back than normal. It wasn't right in the top of the lip. It was actually like inside his mouth. I don't know if you, did I send you the picture of him, him face on? Yeah, I got it. Uh, like with his, yeah, with his mouth open, um, you can see where the streamer is and it's actually probably like an inch or two back in actually inside his bucket. Um, you know, obviously not all the way back in, so there was no damage, you know, to the fish. I just popped it out real quick, and, and he was good. But um, that saved me, man, because, yeah, you're right. Like, as soon as they go airborne, you know, if you don't have that line straight taunt, like, it can just pop off. That's why I was like, I was, dude, I was shaking. I was like, please, you know, just please let him get in, man. <laughs> you know, so. I mean, that's a healthy bass, dude. I'm looking at the picture now, and, yeah, you're right. That streamer is pretty far back. Yeah. but or so they have such strong mouths oh. i feel like there's not a whole lot of blood vessels up in their mouths no right i mean they're just those guys rip oh no yeah you know, you're not gonna they, they, they rip barbs through their <laughs> lips that are the size of our flies yeah literally and then it just pulls a hole through it and the bass is fine yeah yeah it'll grow back and i mean there's really you're right it's just like uh i mean what cartilage essentially right yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's a i mean that bass is that's a great fish yeah, I appreciate it. I was, I was stoked, man. Like, that's what I went for, you know. I was like, I, just people talk about it, and they're like, dude, this lake, like, has the potential to, you know, really to get in some monster bass, you know. Uh, most guys are trying to push the 10-pound the mark, and I'd say that's around 6 pounds or so. Um, but, yeah, it's yeah. just just knowing, like, you know, you're, you're floating out there, and, and you just hear, like, the, the gulps, you know, like, of the, of the surface feeding and stuff and the chasing. You see the bait fish moving. It's just – the whole dynamic out here is just so different than, um, you know, out West. It's, it's incredible. It really is. Like I just stopped and kind of looked around, like we I mean, just in disbelief of what all the stuff that was going on, uh, you know, hopefully not encountering a gator. <laughs> I mean, you're thinking about it, right? You didn't, you get, you get deployed, you go, you're not deployed. You get stationed at Fort Polk, right? And you're, yeah. you were, you were kind of, you know, you were stoked in a way, but you're also disappointed in terms of trout fishing. Right. And then you get there and you, you know, there's fishing everywhere you go, right? I mean, unless you're like landlocked in Afghanistan or something, right? And yeah. uh, yeah, <laughs> there's still, there's still Afghanistan trout. That's the thing. There's actually an Afghani strain of uh, of trout, 
I think you told me about this, right, Justin? Yeah, yeah, up in uh, yeah. I guess what, I guess it's like a super sought after uh, trout species, but obviously, you know, we can't really go do that unless you've got you know Apaches overhead and you've got body armor on. You got to roll out, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, roll out. Thanks on finding that strain, right? But yeah. you know, you get you get to you get to where you're at, and you go and fish for bass, and you're catching gar and catfish, and you know, as much as you like catching trout having days like that makes you forget about trout. Not that it there's does, for sure. Farm, right? But it's just, I would honestly, bass are throwing streamers and, and pop, poppers especially for big bass, dude. Like, it doesn't get much better than that. It really does. It's so like relaxing. The explosion too. and the aggression that those bass have is just second yeah. to none. And Justin's right, right? You're, you're, you're hanging out in the fly craft. Like, you're not... Me and Justin are schmoing around on a, on the edge of a river, wading up and down, fending off bears, and you're just <laughs> floating around, catching monster bass. Yeah, it's, it's warm out. You get you getting a tan. Yeah, dude, it's oh, it is way warm. Like I need to get a new cooler because the one I have, dude, it's it's water in like a couple hours. I don't have the Yeti like you you two, so I need to I need to step up my game, my cooler game. I mean, you don't have to get it yet. You could get an Arctic probably for half the price, and you'll you'll be just as good. Yeah, like the I think the, what are those? It's the guys. What is that brand? Is it Arctic? The other brand that's similar. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right? Yeah, R T I C. That's that's Arctic. That's a good brand. And then there's obviously Pelican, super expensive. But then there's also uh, is it Orca? Orca is another brand. There's Orca, and then there's the other one that's on uh, on the site. Can't remember. It's like a two-letter, two-letter word. Anyway, um, but yeah. Anyway, I'll step it up. But yeah, it's 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 so hot. But it's you're right. It's a completely different uh, different ball game out here. And then I think in a couple of weeks I'm gonna go down to uh, try my hand at some redfish. Oh, dude, I'm so jealous. That's what's cool about the podcast, so, right? Is because everybody's listening. And they, you know, you think bourbon and browns, and you're you're thinking trout fishing. But then guys start listening that are you know, landlocked with not good trout streams. And they, they're like, holy crap, you you know, you can fly fish for carp, you can fly fish for catfish. And then you start putting these ideas in people's heads and, you know, yeah, all of a sudden they don't have to save up for a year to go on a trout trip. They can just go out in their backyard and go out and chase big fish. Absolutely. Yep. 100%. Yeah, there's... No, go ahead, Justin. No, I was saying like that. that's what it's all about, you know. Go after what you can. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I can really do do much about it, you know, so just make the best of uh, your situation. And I think you said it best, Justin, you were uh, you were like, you know, think about how well-versed you'll be in all these different areas, you know, not, not by any choice of my own, you know, the Army kind of dictating where I've been and stuff like that, but, you know, just learning about the different species, how to target them, you know, not that I'll, you know, necessarily become an expert, but it just gives you an idea you know, thinking about, you know, when you're fishing a stream that has bass in it versus trout, you can approach it, you know, in a very similar manner as far as, you know, they're probably holding here or I should stand here. You know, I should probably slow my streamer down or, you know, this is a setup I should be using based on the depth. It's all the same stuff that I'd be doing, um, you know, for trout. And that's fun. That's just fun. That's just good fun. You know, whether you're chasing pike in a reservoir or big, big trout uh, you know, from a streamer standpoint, it's all the same. It really is. Um, you know, just a, a couple of different variations. Yeah. It's just, you just got to think so, like a fish, man. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. I mean, they're all, you know, they're all trying to live and eat and, you know, reproduce and all that good stuff. So it's, 
it's really not that terribly difficult to chase, you know, these different species and, and different bodies of water. You just got to put in the time. Yeah, absolutely. And learning, you know, knowing a little bit about a lot of different stuff, I think is a lot better than being, you know, a subject matter expert just, in one thing, right? Because then you're so, you're just so pigeon held to that area. It's, it's way cooler to be like, you know what, I could probably be successful <laughs> in like 15 different areas. But this guy over here is only really good at one thing. Like it's, I think that's way cooler. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you always kind of, you kind of led me down that path, uh, Sean, you know, you, you a lot of times would be, you know, we'd be nymphing and, and having good success. And then you, you would pull out your dries, you know, and try to chase fish on dries. And then you try to chase fish on some buggers or a streamer or something, you know, and like you always kind of got me out of my shell. Cause I was so one, one, one dimensional, you know, like, Oh, I'm catching fish. Why would I switch? You know, but it's fun. It's fun to challenge yourself with the different aspects of fly fishing um, and then when that situation does present itself and they aren't, you know, hitting them, so they aren't hitting streamers, you can go to those dry flies, you know, cause you have the practice and the experience, uh, to, to use them. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's fun to get out of your shell, right? I mean, I always think my time is on the, my time on the water. I always look at it as, you know, every fish after the first is icing on the cake, right? I mean, as soon as you catch a couple on nymphs, sure. when I'm out there, I usually switch to a different tactic. I try and go for like, you know, yeah the gauntlet, right? I always try and I'll always start with nymphs, catch fish. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to a dry. And it's always like, okay, well, even if they're not rising, let's see if I can like entice one to come up. And then, you know, if it's a good day, I'll get one. And then I'm like, all right, got one. Now I'm going to a streamer. And then I go to a streamer and it's like, before the, you know, before I know it, I've been fishing for five hours and I may have not caught fish in a while, but you know, I'm just chasing a different thing, right? It's like, I want to, I want to catch fish on all these different tactics just because it's way more fun to come home and be like, you know what? Talk about a successful day. I only caught 10 fish, but I used six different tactics and I caught fish on every one of them. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to, I want to go fishing right now. <laughs> like I wanna, you need to get your rods. I want to, yeah, I want to, I want to go rip, rip some, uh, like rip a streamer with like a nymph tied off the bottom of it right now through like the little Lehigh. That's what I want to do. You should, man. I don't know why you aren't going down there and throwing mouse patterns. I mean, according to your, who is it? Your cousin or is it your brother? Yeah. My stepbrother. Your stepbrother, I mean, I know there's big fish in there, man. And, and I, I know they're opportunistic eaters once they get that big, you know. A lot of times they're not taking a small nymph. So if you went down there, I don't know if you're allowed to fish down there at night, but uh, just skating a mouse pattern in those big holes, you know, like that tree hole you were telling me about, that'd be a great place to try. Uh, if, if you could access it, of course, you know, without like, you know, hurting yourself, you know, using a headlamp or whatever. Um, but dude, fuck it. You're like five minutes from it. Yeah. You know, yeah, about to happen. there's really no good excuse for you not to. Not to try, man. I mean, you might go several nights in a row. You might not get a goddamn strike, but when you do, I guarantee you, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be the fish that you're after for sure. Dude, it's so fun to swing streamers at night. Like, <laughs> yeah, time like, you think time goes by fast during the day fly fishing. Holy mackerel, dude! You'd be out there and you're like, wow, it's like four hours later, and I feel like I've casted twelve times. <laughs> yeah, it goes by quick. You're I remember just, when we started doing that on the yard. You're just like it was, it was always the next cast, right? You're just waiting for the feel. So like time just you're in like a time space continuum. It just doesn't exist. Yeah, because you can't see shit. So it's all like you said, it's all feel, it's all sound, you know. And I remember doing that on the arc, man. It was it's just a whole different experience, you know. Yeah, and that's you know, I was so comfortable with that place that like going there at night wasn't a big deal, but like <laughs> It'd be, it's different, right? If you're on your home water, it's cool, but I definitely don't advocate doing that on a river you don't know, like the back of your hand. Yeah, you should definitely fish the stretch, you know, a few times in the day before you go try to try to get after it at night. 
Yeah, I uh, I ran into that down in the uh, the Nantahala. I went to a new section. I I was gonna fish that night, and it was a uh, it was interesting to say the least. Did they generate or something or what? Uh, no, they weren't generating. I mean, the water was up a little bit, but you know, it's just like stepping into holes and you know. Really oh yeah, it's dangerous, man. It like is. break your ankle. I mean, it really is. Nobody out there to help you. So yeah, and I was about about two and a half miles from the truck, you know. Yeah. Through like private, you know, private land. Uh, it was probably about three in the morning, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's super fun. It's like really, um, it's almost like a survival thing. Like it's like you against you against like the, you know, w- whatever nature can throw at you at night. You know, yeah, it's, totally. like, yeah, it's kind of eerie. You know, it, it is eerie. It is eerie. There's noises and yep. Just yeah. Well, just and, and you know, you know, at night, like the the predators are out. You know. Oh, the, sure. the the big preds are they're hunting, you know. So it's like, all right, well, I'm the apex predator, but I feel like I'm getting hunted right now, you know. Yeah, yeah, and that's it's it's an eerie feeling it's for sure. Really, Especially if we were up in really Montana or something, I would oh, definitely yeah. not be night fishing. Yeah, I'd be in my camp with my with my pistol <laughs> on my on my chest. <laughs> yeah, dude. Nature can be a cruel bitch, man. Yeah, She's uh, there's a lot of things out there that mess me up at night <laughs> yeah oh yeah absolutely and i mean like in the in the smokies like you never know i mean there's there's fucking elk you know there's there's like i'm sure there's like mountain bears. lions or some shit you know mountain lions, yeah. that's probably the worst right is a mountain lion because i feel like with bear you have a, you have a little bit of a chance because i feel like a lot of times they're more scared of us than we are of them but mountain lions are certainly not if they're fucking hunting you, you're pretty much screwed as soon as they decide to hunt you. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, you won't even know. No, like, you won't even know they're hunting you. It could you, be like you know? five feet from you, yeah. and you're like, I have no idea that anything is around me. <laughs> it's like a velociraptor. It's wild, but I mean, it's like such a cool feeling, though. Like, especially when, when you finally get back oh, to yeah. the truck, and you're like, man, I survived. All right. It is a good yeah, thing. you're like, I didn't catch any fish, yeah. but I survived. <laughs> or Sasquatch. Never know about him. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, if you're a... Uh, if you're Josh Campbell, it's Saskatch. Yeah, I talked to him yesterday. He was up at the uh, he was up at the cabin for for boys' weekend. Um, they were shooting each other with the BB gun. So I was like, oh, we never did that, Bear. We never did. No, like we were. I mean, you know, we were we were drinking plenty. Uh, just never, never. Yeah, there's there's so much. You know, the the playoffs are going on. We're usually inside watching that at night, but they'll uh, they'll definitely be a return trip. Oh, so I'm stoked. Justin, Justin wants to get in on that action as I well. Do, so. Yeah, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna be the lone, the lone asshole that like isn't accurate with a BB gun. I'm just gonna have welts all over me. Oh, I don't believe it. You shoot your bow like super accurately. You're like super precise in golf, so I have no doubt you can throw a BB downrange just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you've got a big ass target like Josh. Yeah, that's 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 a lot of meat to throw a BB. Hard to yeah, hard to miss. Just just make sure your north and south is good, and you're you're gonna hit something. So, all right, fellas. Well, guess we can uh, we can close it out. Uh, it's been good having you on on the podcast, Sean. So, it's, like I said, it's our first time we've uh, we've been able to actually link up with a with a guest, which is which is sweet. Um, just not only because, you know, you're, you're a close friend, but, um, just for the sake of the knowledge and the different perspective, you know, Justin and I just blabber away each week about, you know, we think this, we think that, but it's nice to have, a um, an, another opinion 
don't want to speak for Justin, but yeah, no, I agree. I kinda, Hell of a podcast, you know. and you know, thanks for coming on and uh, you know, giving me a little bit of a like a, a crisis right now, trying to try think about my rods. I didn't do yeah, that. I think a lot of people, dude, you know, might hear that and and be like, shit, you know, really start thinking about how they're storing yeah. their gear and and all that good stuff. So it's all positive. Um, just making sure you're not not uh, you know, causing more damage than than good. So, hey man, yeah, thanks for having me on. I look forward to, to more in the future. It'd be cool to, you know, get some subject matter experts on here, you know, get like a, I don't know. You, I mean, we could think of plenty of different guys, right? But it'd be sweet to get some different opinions from, uh, especially like professionally in the industry to hear uh, what somebody else would have to say. And I think that. Yeah, for sure. You're, you're our guinea pig, you know. We just want to make sure the, the software was good and wanted to catch up first and foremost and, really uh, wants to hear what i have to say but <laughs> <laughs> i want to hear it we can get like a pat dorsey on here then, then we're gold yeah yeah our our, uh, our listen our listeners uh our listening uh following is gonna go way up <laughs> absolutely no we, we do plan definitely to reach out to uh to some people in the industry i know justin knows some some folks and you know i'm gonna reach out to some guys on instagram and just see uh you know, if they can spare 30 to 45 minutes, you know, and just talk because it's, it's fun, man. You know, if you love, if you love fly fishing and, and you hold that close to your heart, like the time just flies by, you know, and it's, if you can better, you know, if you can, you can better a lot of people by coming on and sharing, you know, a few tips or tactics or experiences, you know, it's, it's all, it's all good. I agree, man. I think so. we should, uh, I think we should try and get Kelly Gallup on here. Oh, that's our ultimate. Like we talked about that in podcasts like two or three. I know Justin's like, dude, if we can get Kelly on this podcast, like we we've made it. <laughs> like we don't even have to do any episodes after that. I I, I mean, would it, punch myself in the like dick to get Kelly Gallup on here. <laughs> like I just over, want to hear him talk about the sex dungeon over again. I love the sex dungeon. Yeah, yeah. I would just want him to like talk about stories that like you know that maybe weren't filmed that you don't yeah. really hear a lot yeah i mean because you can find all of his actual like you know his his actual fly tying and and all that stuff like you can find all that on youtube so it'd be fun yeah i think sean you bring up a good point just just straight up you know like stories that no one knows you know yeah kind it's of like behind the scenes with kelly gallup that'd be sweet yeah i bet you enjoy rehashing some of those moments i bet you he's had a lot of crazy stuff happen if we've had this much crazy stuff happen to us can oh, you imagine, can't imagine. 40, yeah. 40 years of like legit probably top of the line. i mean it's unbelievable absolutely yeah for sure so we gotta we gotta get some uh some no-namers you know first just to kind of kind of get it rolling and then uh that, that's definitely the the direction we want to head you know because it's not really about justin and i it's about just bringing a wealth of knowledge to people, um, you know, and just having a good time. You know, we don't, we don't edit it really. We're not like super serious with it, but uh, you can definitely benefit from, from the discussions. So. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I, I, I love what you guys are doing, man. I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it anytime you want me on. Oh yeah. We'll have a, we'll have a get, we'll, we'll have a guest star uh, ready at, at the ready, which is Sean. He's our, he's our, uh, here's our good. You're, you're always on deck, man. <laughs> Always on right, I'll, I'll bat clean up. <laughs> Batter up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, brosies. Well, we'll uh, we'll chat about this trip in the uh, off air. But uh, yeah, had a great time. Gonna happen. So. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Yeah. All right, fellas. All right, brosies. Be good and uh, have a have a good week at, at corporate America for all of us. Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> all right, fellas. See ya. Bye, Bye boys.